Hello, and welcome to the Collegian Podcast. I'm your host, David O'Brien. And I'm your other host, Kylie McGovern, and we're here today with Enrique Carrasco. Welcome. Welcome, Enrique. Why don't you tell us about yourself? So, uh, I'm Enrique Carrasco. I'm a sophomore poli-sci major with a minor in leadership and global understanding. Oh, wow. I actually just submitted a, a form to become a double major in theology with Dave. I'm also a double major. Let's go! <laughs> uh, around campus, I'm the uh, sports editor for the Collegian. I'm an ambassador. Uh, I'm an experimentation leader. Jack of all trades, the master of all. <laughs> so, Enrique, why do you also talk about your favorite roommate? Favorite roommate? Uh, yeah, he's actually a pretty cool guy. He's uh, Serbian. I met your five. other favorite roommate. <laughs> oh, you mean another uh, children? I met your other favorite. <laughs> of course, Dave. Who's my favorite? Oh, movie? thanks, buddy. Uh, for those of you who are not aware, Enrique and I live together. Uh, <laughs> we do not share a room, but sadly, maybe next time. <laughs> so, Enrique, why don't you tell us a little bit about why you want to become a political science major? Um, so, I was actually born in Mexico. Um, I'm, a, I'm a Mexican, actually, so I both my parents. And I lived there until about the age of six when I, uh, when I had to move to Texas because uh, my parents and my family and I were fleeing for our lives. Um, uh, just, well, not necessarily fleeing for our lives. Like, there wasn't like, any real threat against us. But it was, uh, this was uh, the, the pickup of the whole uh, cartel wars in Chilapati. was my, the city I was born in was once the world's most dangerous city to live in. So my parents fleeing from this. And now you're in Philadelphia. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Kind of full circle. Yeah. Should we look at that? <laughs> uh, no, please come back. So. No, yeah, you're fine. Uh, so my parents obviously fleeing from this. We moved to Texas. Uh, my dad was a U.S. citizen, so he was able to get me a sister. And my mom, and eventually my mom became a resident and now she's a U.S. citizen. All right. Uh, Do you want to talk a little bit about your transition as a six-year-old kid moving from Mexico to the United States? Yeah, what was that like? Yeah, it was really interesting just because, well, first of all, I didn't know any English, so that was a pretty big barrier. I had to learn English in school. Um, most of my family was still in Mexico at this time, so it was kind of lonely. It was, really, it was a really bad time in my life. Even as, as a six-year-old, I remember I hated it. Do you, so I know from our own conversations, but do you prefer, like, I know when you're coming, you visit Mexico a lot. Did you visit Mexico a lot during this period, or did it take some time for you to finally start going back? So it took us about two years to go back into Mexico, and then <laughs> the day that we actually went back into Mexico, we were robbed at gunpoint. Oh my god! So and then it took us another like four years to not go back. But now you're in more of a comfortable room. You know where to go. You can visit and stuff. Uh, yeah, well, it just got to a point where my family and I we decided to that we couldn't be without our family. So you're a political science major. How do you feel about certain aspects of the government's views on Mexican immigrants, as well as Mexico itself, at this current time? Uh, it's just, um, how do I put this? There's a lot of different types of social debate, but a big part of it is if you want to go to humanitarian part. Yeah. Back in back home, I worked at refugee centers, so for migrants. So I know, I know firsthand experience. Why am I still being an agent? I have a first-hand experience of what it's like to migrate to this country. I just feel like no matter what way you look at it, it's not even properly portrayed what the situation really is. Lots of that. And I, yeah, I mean, I absolutely agree. Uh, the only truly dependent resource is the South Collegian. 
so readers know they are always getting the best. But in general, yeah, when you read any article on anything, it's always skewed. And also, at the end of the day, a lot of journalists who are allowed to see this type of stuff are only given a very brief portion of behind the curtain because these refugee camps, as well as any thing the government is involved in, don't really want full accountability or the whole story to be told because there's always going to be something wrong with that story. So, yeah. Um, outside of the immigration debate, do you feel that the transition for refugees and other immigrants is more worse than you usually hear about? Like, how is your experience compared to the general stories you hear? Um, so my own personal experience in the U.S. My own personal experience was a lot easier. Yeah. It was a lot less complicated and it didn't have to be so many controls that I So I had something to do. I was, I was lucky enough for my dad to be a citizen, so you can make straight passage straight to citizenship. I have a question about how you feel about like the terminology surrounding immigration and how some people like use the term like illegal alien or illegal immigrant versus like undocumented. Is there like a certain term you prefer as an immigrant? Um, as an immigrant, as an immigrant, me personally, I don't really see either side of the debates. I don't know if you're just a kind of person, but I do know that I'm working hand in hand with some of these refugees and these people that you prefer. Some people, or most people, prefer uh, undocumented people. Okay. Just makes it seem more convenient. Yeah. yeah, so essentially your primary thing about labels is to just be as humane as humanly possible. It's not about like, the technical term or anything, it's about just being a polite and regular person. Precisely. Um, that makes sense. Um, I have a fun question. Oh, oh wow, what's your fun question, Kyle? Well, I thought every question we have is fun. I'm <laughs> serious for a minute. <laughs> okay. What's your favorite tr traditional, authentic Mexican cuisine? Oh, see, this is kind of unfair because it's kind of like making a mother choose her favorite food. <laughs> is it is the answer putting chili powder on apples? Chili powder does go on no, apples. No, it doesn't, bro. Bro, you're you wrong. You are misinforming the people. No, the people, listen, as one of the hosts of this podcast, I would be remiss if I was giving any false information, and I refuse to let them walk away from this podcast that you put chili powder on apples. You know what you put on apples? Peanut butter, not chili powder. Chili powder is everything, and I Don't do it. Don't do it, folks. I, I, I've seen this man put chili powder around drinks and beverages he has that aren't tomato juice. <laughs> and you just shouldn't do that. It should be a crime. But I would say... <laughs> going back to the question, Kelly. Of course. I would say tacos, going down, I love tacos. There's a bunch of other stuff you probably definitely don't know. No, but like, I want you to explain it to me. On the pot. Um... I would say it depends on the situation, but it's either between tacos or in the noodle. I mean, it's like a, a traditional style of soup. And it's like, uh, it has, it's like corn in it, like that, and it has meat in there, and it's spicy. Uh, actually, fun fact, uh, the reason this comes like from the Aztecs, uh, the Aztec people used to put a human, like, thumb to suffer that in the noodle. And as the, I still put that in my soup. Oh, yeah, it goes, it goes great. Yeah, it really adds some flavor. <laughs> I mean, honestly, wouldn't be surprised if at PNG they're like, oh, whoops, well, someone fell in the vat of meat. Uh, here you go anyway. Uh, all right. Um, so in the past, you and I have discussed a little bit about the Aztecs and how 
some of your heritage is with the Aztecs. Mm -hmm. uh, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Um, yeah, I just think uh, I love Mexico. You know, it's my home country, and it's really different than the U.S. in the sense that most people are who trace their lineage back to native Mexicans. So I, I can trace my blood back to native people. I mean, just the whole native native scene in Mexico, the native history, culture. It's, it's, it's gorgeous. I visited the Aztec pyramids. I visited, visited different pyramids with the natives in Mexico. I lived with native people. It's just, it's a, it's a beautiful culture. It's a beautiful culture. As a fellow religion major, do you want to share your favorite piece of Aztec mythology with the uh, listeners to lose ourselves? Um, yeah, actually, my favorite piece has to be the story of the Mexican flag. So on the Mexican flag, it's a crest. It's, a, it's an eagle standing on top of crackers with a snake in its head. Uh, to the natives, so the natives were roaming around, were roaming around the Americas looking for a place to settle. And for them, the eagle eating a snake was on top of a cactus. Like the really specific symbol was a really like religious symbol for them. So in modern, so uh, so they stumbled them to Tenochtitlan, which is modern day Mexico City. And there they saw the uh, they saw us, uh, an eagle eating a snake parched on top of a cactus, and they decided to go. Uh, and that is now present day Mexico City. Well, you learn something new every day. Uh, that is a good story, yeah. Would you ever get a tattoo of that symbol? So, since so my mom's probably gonna watch this, <laughs> uh, no. But I do want the Mexican first, but I love my heart. But I wouldn't get it more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it makes you feel better. Uh, I know a few members of my family say this. I would never get a tattoo, but if I was to get a tattoo, which I totally would, <laughs> I would bring up the five days. Amen. Amen to that. But um, what would your tattoo be? Uh, I don't know. Probably, I'd probably get like a like crown of thorns or something. I would definitely do it because I think it's like funny in the moment, and then it would be like ten years later, it'd be like ah. I feel like it would just be like one of those spontaneous decisions. I think. <laughs> One of our producers has a lot of tattoos, and she is, I she's three. staring I have three tattoos. Me. She's saying she has three tattoos. <laughs> what are those tattoos of? The moon. The moon. The creation of Adam. The creation of Adam. And a semicolon. And, and, uh, and a punctuation mark. <laughs> <laughs> All... You know what that means. I know exactly what that means. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, we are supportive of all tattoos in the Victor Podcast. Thank and uh, shout out to our producer, Emily Alger. And I just want to say, I like your tattoos. Thank you, David. Yeah, very good. Thank you. Back to the, back to the <laughs> show. Uh, <laughs> so, you're a political science major with a minor in LGU. We both are also minors in LGU. In fact, we share a course together. Enrique, this one's going straight up to you. What is the favorite thing you've learned in LGU as your minor? Um, man, it's just... Uh, I know there was a lot. I know there was a, a lot to That's a through. tough question to answer, actually. There's, we just learned so much this semester. We've gone through so many great, interesting topics. You know, we've had great discussions in class. I just don't think it would be fair to Dr. Marjorie Allen to just choose one specific topic. Wow. Talk about a home run of an answer. Uh, fair enough. I think, fair enough. I'm surprised you didn't answer with a, I'm surprised you didn't answer with a favorite thing I learned is leadership in global understanding. But, you know, frankly, there is too much for me to say. I feel like walking away from that minor, learn a lot. And frankly, any prospective students are listening to this podcast, I absolutely recommend, without a doubt, the LGU minor.
and I think Kylie feels the same in that way, Kylie. For sure. It really has enriched me and deepened my understanding of both leadership and global understanding. And I hope one day me and my classmates can go to Ireland together. I, I too would like to go to Ireland. If I can't go to Ireland, I will just ask Millie Gay to let me go to Mexico with him because I think I see the Jerusalem. I would love to go to Jerusalem with you. We would have a great time there. Um, I still think Jerry's not out. Junior year, you and I spend the summer doing some religion-based uh, activity. Can I explain to the podcast what this religion-based activity is? By all means. I don't even know what you're talking about, so sure. You want to live in a monastery, right? That would be next summer. Oh. <laughs> that would be this summer, I mean. Okay. I do want to do that. So if there's any prospective missionaries out there, I keep saying the word perspective, but if any of you are with the church and have a room for me to stay at, we'll appreciate it. Hashtag um, get DOB to the monastery. Hashtag get DOB to the monastery. <laughs> I have to return. I have to transcribe the documents before it's too late. Uh, yeah. Um, all right. Well, so I would like to throw in this is the last podcast episode before the holiday season. And Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. And I have to ask our guest. This is a man who loves Christmas more than anyone ever met. In fact, he gifted all of us a jar of nuts the other day uh, for the holiday season because everyone knows that uh, chestnuts roasting on an open fire is a very large part of the holidays. Uh, he has also brought back numerous Christmas sleds. Enrique, what is your favorite part of the holiday season? Um, I gotta say, my favorite part of the holiday season is you know, being family, you know, being together with people. I also love the snow. Um, as you know, I'm a huge fan of skiing. I too love when it snows. Yeah, in fact, I'm really looking forward to the next time it does, and you and I can have a splendid time with that. Trust me, David, I do too. But yeah, and so I love uh, love the snow. Love love to be like around family, like the warm, like the warmness of Christmas. I like the coziness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a, it, like Mexican Christmas. It's always like. You're with your family on Christmas Eve. You stay there midnight comes. You open up all the gifts with your family, and then you go home and have a fantastic trip. Your own small Christmas with your family. That's uh, the way my family. Like my family's super Italian. On Christmas Eve, you know, we have a big feast, a big dinner. At the end of the night, we all open our gifts, go home, spend the next day with one of our nuclear families. And uh, yeah, I frankly, I think it's the best way to celebrate the holidays. I love having a big Christmas Eve dinner. It's really my favorite. My grandmother makes these stuffed olives. And you know how much I love. I I love olives. And I really like stuffed olives. So. Um, I just pictured us like getting a fan base and then like people the fans will send me olives. If anyone wants to send me olives, to my uncle listening to this episode, <laughs> if you want to mail me some olives, I would appreciate it. Um, how about you, Kyle? What's your favorite part of holidays? I think like Enrique said, just spending time with family. I'm looking forward to finishing up my schoolwork, having a nice rest. The food, the family, the fun. That's, that's what I gotta the say. The food, the family, the fun. That's Those are some, some of my favorite F-words. <laughs> 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 Next to feminism, please. Oh, oh, of course, of course. Please don't share any other F-words. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, well. Any closing? Any co- eh, What do you want to talk about? Do you have any questions for us, Enrique? Mm. Mm. I, didn't, I didn't know that this was going to happen. I didn't prepare any questions. Well... Think of it. That's the yes. point. Mm. Any question about it? Wait, 
I found something really good. You say our, your first impression that you had of David. Ah, uh, no, you know that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, right. well, now I want to know. All right, so Dave, I just thought you were a pretty big nerd, but... Alright, bro. You do wear glasses sometimes, so you can't. I do wear glasses. You can't blame. It's true. And you were always the one that you're always talking in class. So I do I talk like, a lot in class. Really? Yeah, I know. I know it's a surprise. I know I have a very calm demeanor on the show. So shy. I'm very shy. I'm very non-confrontational, but you know, sometimes in class you just gotta get involved. Uh, yeah. And Kylie, I just I thought you looked really mean when I first met you. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, I thought you looked really mean. Sam, yeah, Sam, other producer is nodding. Folks, you just like you just look scary. Yeah, you see, and you just look like you're really mean, and like you're just about to yell at me. But you're not. Enrique, <laughs> <laughs> Michael, I my first impression of you. We were on the Zoom call, and you you changed your background into someone like meme, and I was just like, you, you called me a nerd, but like. From anecdotal experience, when I see people do that, I'm like, would that guy like to play? But then one time in class, you PM'd me, uh, are you today's date? And I went, what do you mean? And you went, because you were 12 out of 10. And then after that, it was October 12th. And after that, I'm like, this guy's great. And the rest was history. And the, the rest, rest was history. history. <laughs> and now, and now, and now we're, now we're roommates. Oh, maybe everybody's true. <laughs> because we don't share a room, we just live in some house. We're housemates. We're housemates. Alrighty, well, I think this was a fantastic interview. I think I've learned a lot. Thank you, thank you. And uh, I hope you've learned a lot too. Uh, I'm David O'Brien. Feel free to email me at obriend10 at lasalle.edu. If you have any questions, comments, or connections, or any other questions regarding the podcast. And you can reach me at um, governk8 at lasalle.edu. If you want to be on the pod, tap our line. Yeah, tap the line. Alrighty, have a good one. And have a great rest of the semester, and see you next time. Please have a good Please have a good